You've reached the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, Session 12. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am so super happy to have you here with me today. Today's topic is about ego or elder. I actually didn't even know what to call this episode, so I went with that. Ego or elder. You know, elders in our traditions have a big importance, but There are some challenges that we are having within our community, within our traditions with the quote-unquote elders. So I want to go over some points on how to recognize a great elder, their importance, and some things that elders are not, especially those who are going with the title elders. Let's get started. Why are elders important? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is their years of experience. Oh my goodness, all the things that they could help us with, with the years of experience. I have seen grandparents also do a phenomenal job in raising young and to helping to raise the young because you know what? They've been there. They know tips and tricks that took them forever to figure out in conjunction with assistance that they got from their elders. So when we're getting tip from grandma on what to do with the baby, for example, tying camphor on a little cheesecloth on his little clothes or his bib to help baby breathe better when there's a lot of mucus. Oh my God, that is so invaluable. And it saved me a ton of money. I'm so glad I listened to that. So a big kudos to Adeline for that. And there's no price on the wisdom that comes from I've been there, really from I've been there on cooking. And I know that cooking that is not going to end up like a delicious dish, or I've been there and this is what you can do to really improve your marriage, or I've been there. Let's let's do this on changing this baby or doing this for this baby. I've been there. Honestly, there is simply no price tag on that. Also, in many cultures, elders have the last word. I mean, think about it. They have advised kings, rulers, all kinds of high society. And in many cultures, the elder societies were key. They were key. They were the ones who assisted and still assist communities so that they're run properly. Also, they were the judge and jury of many community situations. 
there didn't need to be a, a whole lawsuit. They would just be taken to the elders and all the elders would listen to all of the sides. And then they would discuss or argue and yell and scream until it was all done. And then a verdict would come out because these are years of experience that is speaking. There is so much value in that. In many traditions, Yoruba and Latino, there's also a huge importance of elders. Now, in our spiritual traditions, the status of elder comes with age. But wait a minute, not just age, like birth date age, but age of initiation. Yes, they say elders as a person high in age. However, when you are talking among the community of an elder, they're most likely speaking about a priest who has been a priest for many, many years. Especially in the Lukumi, elders became so important because, you know, they were the first to initiate when it wasn't cool to be dressed in white for a year. They had to walk around and try to keep their clothes impeccable where nobody was dressing in all white. They've been the Ajuponas, the godmothers, the godfathers. They have worked all kinds of ceremonies, gone through all kinds of stuff over the years. They have earned the right to say yay or nay based on their lineage, of course, during a ceremony or an event. Elders, because they have come before us and because they have wisdom. Now here is where it's going to get tricky, tricky, tricky. Folks are considered generally elders when they make 10 years of initiation. Let's take a look at some traits. Number one, an elder should be humble. Yes, they've achieved 10, 15, 20, 50 years in Ocha. There's no need to broadcast it. Because if you're an elder by now, you should have earned the respect of the community. There's no need for boasting. So humility is a very important trait that an elder should have. Number two, an elder in our traditions is a priest who has learned their craft. This is important. Just because you have 20 years of Ocha doesn't mean that you can throw that status around when you cannot throw Obi, when you cannot divine for yourself, when you cannot do certain things that are important responsibilities and activities of a priest within our faith. Now, this doesn't mean if you are coming in as an elder in age that this status will not be given. However, we're speaking about an elder within the traditions as a working priest. As a working priest, 
elder has to know his craft. I'll just say his. I know there are hers, but his and hers. Okay, number three. An elder has to have good moral character. Now, folks, I didn't say perfect. I said good moral character. This elder has been working all of the life, all of his life, on a daily basis to better himself. Not perfect, but good moral character, good choices. You know, we're not going to steal, but there's a bunch of candy there. We're not going to steal the candy. Somebody dropped 10 bucks and I'm really, really broke. We're not going to wait till they walk away. We're going to call that person. That is good moral character. These are just two tiny examples. And I thought of the candy because I'm a mom and I have kids and they will take the candy. (laughs) So I thought it was a good example. Number four, an elder is an example of their community. All these alejos, the aborishas, the new priests, they're looking up for guidance. They're looking not only to their godparent, but to the elders. The elders have to behave in a way that they become an example to the newer folks who are coming about. So an example of their community. Number five, a leader in their community. This is important. I have seen folks who sit around in circles complaining about the neighborhood is dirty or this block is this, but they won't say, you know what? Why don't we all get together and let's get the grandkids together and we're going to clean up this block, especially before the event. We're going to have a drumming. I don't want this to happen. Let's all get the kids together. That is a leader in the community. That is somebody who is getting involved, not just sitting there complaining or throwing a big spectacle, but is actually a leader in their community. Like, you know what? The kids are all around. They're all out of school. Let's get together. Let's do something together for the kids. You're an example. You are an elder priest who is a leader within the community, not just somebody who sits and throws years of weight around. Number six, a wise person. Okay. I could spend probably hours on this one, but wisdom, wisdom is such, it's elusive, but attainable. Wisdom comes from trying things differently It also comes from listening to somebody else's wisdom. And wisdom comes from being able to impart, being able to share what you have learned. Now, here's the key on that. A wise person is not someone who is going to yell at you. A wise person is not going to be someone who publicly embarrasses you to try to teach you a lesson. A wise person may get their point across in interesting ways just to get the point across, but it doesn't have to be in a way that is demeaning and derogatory. Because there are two polarities 
to the yin and the yang, you know, the positive, negative, daylight. Let's talk about what an elder is not. Now, understand that this is no matter how many years initiated or alive. Remember, elders are the teachers and the examples, not only to their spiritual families, but to the community. So let's get started with the funky list. An elder is not a person who interprets Odu to make a point, just for self-benefit, or just to twist an interpretation of an Odu to make his point be the right point. Unfortunately, as diviners and priests in the traditions, we have a responsibility to interpret and translate Odu as it comes. The only difference is, is that it's tailored to the person who is sitting across from you or tailored to the situation that is going on. So if I am trying to keep Josie from marrying Mike, I'm not going to grab an Odu and say, you see, Orisha says because of this Odu that you cannot marry him because if not, it's going to be doomed. No, you have to interpret the Odu and really, really see if this is what is going on. So an elder is not someone who interprets an Odu for self-benefit. An elder is also not promiscuous. Promiscuity is a no-no. There are so many reasons why not. The exchange of energy that is going on is, it can be for the positive and the negative of both of the people that are participating. It's also not a good example. You can be violating taboos against your own Orisha to discuss all the craziness and all the negative repercussions that can come from that. We're not even talking about diseases. We're just talking of all the negativity that can come from it. So promiscuity, no-no. Another no-no, domestic violence. A supposedly elder who commits these domestic violence acts, you know, they're violating a lot of not only laws, but this is not what Orisha is about. I mean, just to talk about three, Oshun, Jemonja, and Oba, you're completely violating what they stand for. These traditions, we are supposed to take care of the women in our traditions. We are supposed to take care of each other. So domestic violence is not an activity that any respectable elder should be performing. Speaking of violence, any type of physical violence against others is a no-no. I have actually seen grown-up elders, like high in age, completely in a fight because of something that wasn't right at a ceremony. Is that crazy? Is that how an elder should be behaving? Now, if it happens and you've learned from it and it's not going to happen again, okay, you know what? Nobody is perfect, but physical violence against others? No, no. An elder who behaves 
negatively and deplorably is a no-no. This should not even be an elder. We're talking about fighting outside, drama, creating scenes, and folks who curse all day long. Now, I've always had to say this. I love my sailor friends, but the truth is we as priests, we're being watched. We're being watched how we behave, how we interact, how we move. And there is enough bad reputation that we have as a community to now add on it like, yeah, but he's an elder and he curses with the whatever word, every other word. So I guess that that's okay. It's not okay. Everyone is casting a judgment and we are supposed to work very, very hard to be examples. And elders, if they are flaunting this title, they should already have this down pat. They should know it can't be cursing every other word. People are watching them. The children are watching them. Folks are watching them. This is a no-no. Another one that is a key about what an elder is not. Collecting years, but having no experience as a priest. Like I said, this can be a little tricky. If you have, for example, 25 years of Ocha and you can't throw OB to your own Orishas and you are high there in age, you're an elder in age, but not an elder as a priest because a priest has to perform main tasks. They have to know very important things that gives them that title of an elder priest. Think about it like this. Let's say this young kid wants, I'll use myself. Let's say I want to be a lawyer. So I go to college, my four years, maybe five, depending on my study habits. Then after that, I have to go to law school, right? So I'm going to law school. That's another couple of years. And then after that, I am going to apply for an internship at some law firm. I think about a good six years or so have gone by, right? And then after that, I get to work maybe as an associate under some law firm for a while. This means you're showing up whenever they want, you're quiet, you're taking notes, you're the gopher. You're going to go for coffee, you're going to go for files, you're going to put that little quarter on the meter so that the car is not going to get a ticket. You are the gopher. You're going to do that for a few years. And then maybe if you've gained some experience and you've passed the right information and done the right research, you might be able to kind of sort of ask a question at a trial, maybe, or maybe interview someone, maybe. So here's the thing, if during that process, let's say 10 years have passed and you go to, I don't know, I don't know what meetings or what conferences they have. So let's call it the Lawyers Annual Summit. Sounds good, right? <laughs> so we're going to the Lawyers Annual Summit. You can't say, hey, but I've been a lawyer for seven years. And people are like, 
who the heck is this lawyer person, sort of? Because I can't say that. I haven't practiced as a lawyer. I haven't gone through the experiences of being a lawyer for 10 years with all kinds of crazy clients and crazy situations. I can't say that. I cannot expect to receive the respect of my own lawyer community because I haven't paid those dues as, I don't know, I can't call it an elder lawyer, (laughs) but I can't do that because I haven't been practicing that long as a lawyer with X amount of cases. I haven't had situations and experiences that can corroborate my experience. I still haven't earned that respect. The same goes here, you know, a person just cannot say, well, but I have 25 years and they still need someone to do certain things for them that a priest should be able to do. So that is another thing that an elder is not. Here's another one. A priest who demands ballet from others. You know what ballet is? It's just a prostration. When you pay homage, when you either get on the floor fully or you touch the floor, a person who demands this, hmm, this is a no-no. This sounds more like ego is making a play. I'll explain. So let's say I have 30 years in Ocha and I'm going to go to the supermarket. Frankly, nobody is going to let me skip that line because I'm an elder. I am not going to get a discount at the store because I'm wearing beads or because I'm a priestess of some kind. I still have to pay, even though I have my 30 years of Ocha. The thing is, the key to elder status is you shouldn't have to flaunt it. Your example What you have done for the community should speak for itself. I have seen this. There was a situation that happened in some event and we walked in and we walked in with my husband's godfather, who is not only an elder in age, but he had a lot of years of Ocha. Something happened. Do you know that it wasn't even, he didn't even have time to open his mouth. Everybody's like, you better show that man respect because he's an elder. And do you know, do you know who you're talking to? Like the whole community rallied around him because somebody had done something that was a little questionable to him and the community rallied. He didn't have to say, I am an elder. Everybody around him did. His actions did that for him. So if an elder is saying, well, you have to bow down and give me ballet because I have whatever, whatever. I don't know. That is a little questionable because if you're an elder, that means you should have a community that rallies behind you. Another thing that an elder is not, 
a priest who points to himself on how holy and enlightened he is. That is a big red flag of what he is not. If he tells me, well, because I am enlightened, I know that no matter what is going on, the elder status is not one of them. An elder is somebody who has learned that he has to continue to learn to reach that status. It's not somebody who says, well, I'm already there because I'm enlightened and I know it all and the Buddha and I, we're like BFFs. It doesn't work like that. And a person who has to say that, I'm not sure if this is an elder that I even want around me. Here's one. If a person gossips about others, oh my goodness, this is not an elder. This behavior is common within our traditions, and I have to say it is deplorable. We are all here to get better. I don't need for someone to constantly point out my faults. It doesn't matter who you are. Nobody needs that. Nobody wants that. You know, everybody's going through their own stuff. So it's just become a common thing that the elders, quote unquote, will get together and chit chat. Did you see what she was wearing? Oh my God, that was so horrible. Did you see how horrible that child was behaving? That woman doesn't know how to teach him. That kid didn't even know to bow down and do ballet. Did you see that they ran to, did you know? It's, you know, gossip is a negative behavior being the traditions or not. However, it has become very, very common for quote-unquote elders to sit and amongst themselves gossip. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to say, and I'm going to insert it, because if elders are being asked to help in a particular issue, let's say a marriage, I'm having trouble in my marriage, I'm going to go sit with the elders, and I state my case, my husband goes and states his case, and we decide we're going to meet with them, and we walk away. If they're talking amongst the situation, that's not what I'm talking about. They're supposed to do that. They're supposed to talk about what they've seen, what they observed, and but they're going to come to a solution. Gossip is when you just sit there to talk. And in our traditions, you know that words have power. Everything that you speak has an ashe, has an energy, it interacts with the universe. So what is that? What kind of energy is that gossiping doing to our community? I'm just saying, we're all here to get better. We don't need gossip. If there's something that you wish to do to help someone, then help them. An elder has to be of use not just talking and talking bad or talking behind someone's back. That's gossip. That's a no-no. Okay, another one. An elder is not someone who does illegal things. Using illegal drugs, selling illegal drugs, I don't know, selling stolen whatever, you should not be doing any, any illegal anything. 
Because, again, you are an example to the community. It is just that simple. If it is not something that you would do in front of a judge, don't do it. Just don't. Here's something that an elder is not. And I may get some slack for this, and I'm sorry. Drunks. I didn't say drinking socially. I didn't say we're going to have a beer, we're going to have a glass of wine. I didn't say that. I said drunk. To be drunk, you're completely inebriated. You cannot function. You cannot walk. You cannot drive. That How can you make a sound judgment? If an elder is having an issue and not seeking any help in this department, mm, that's a no-no. Somebody who thinks that this is absolutely acceptable, no-no. It is important. I, I don't even know how many times I've said it during this episode. Elders are an example to the community. If you're getting drunk and you're singing and you're breaking bottles and you're falling asleep in the middle of the street, you're not being a good example. Just, you're not. Okay. Last on this list, using years to demean another human being is not what an elder is about. This one, I left this one for last because this one makes the most impact on the Alejos, the Aporishas, and the priests. There was a recent incident, I'll call it an incident, where in our Facebook community, a new Aborisha asked a question. He asked a question. And I kind of skimmed through it. The community is getting very, very big, and I skimmed through it. And I'm allowing other folks to join in the conversation. I said, I'll come back to it later. I saw how another priest responded. And my mouth was wide open and my jaw would have unhinged a little bit because when I spoke to the person afterwards, he said, well, I have X amount of years and I feel that it is my right to tell them when they're wrong. I didn't even know what to say at that point. My whole thought was, this is not what being an elder is about. An elder does not demean or misuse language to treat someone else bad. I always say this, would you speak to your boss that way? The answer would be no, because you're not going to talk to your boss the way that some of these quote-unquote elders speak to the younger ones coming in. I have to say, you know, ego has unfortunately played a huge part in our traditions. And ego is a very, very big thing. It's not just a selfish thing. There are many sides of ego, and I'm still learning about it. And it's very overwhelming to learn about ego. But we're going to talk about just the aspect of it's all about me, just for a moment. You know, elders' behavior they shaped the newer folks, the Alejos, the Aporishas, and the newer priests. I'm going to tell you this. A new Alejo, she gets wooed by this 
future godmother. Everything is so spiritual. It's so, wow, it's so energetic. Time passes. She places Elekes and becomes her godmother. And then, I don't know, funky things begin to happen. She watches how her godmother, her madrina, makes fun of, I don't know, so-and-so and so-and-so and talks about them behind their back as soon as they leave, you know, the event. This godmother will yell at her that she doesn't know anything. Ah, you know, these, these new people, they don't know anything. It's not like an our day. They don't know anything. They're nothing. And the girl, you know, she does whatever it is that needs to be done. Time passes. The girl makes ocha. She's basically on the floor doing ballet to her godmother, all her friends and all her friends' friends. And even if they have two weeks older than she is, she's on the floor. She gets penance and multas for anything. And she's being yelled at in public at events because, you know, you got to teach your godchildren, right? She ends her year in Ocha. And more time passes by. Then a new alejo comes along to the Egbe. The madrina then appoints her to be the ajubona for something. And let me ask you this. What do you think is going to happen with this new alejo? Just think about that for a moment. Is this what we really want as a community? We come here for spirituality. We come here for healing. We come here for connection. We don't come here to be mistreated. We don't come here to be like, oh my God, I wonder what mood my godmother's going to be in today. That's awful. Or what mood is elder so-and-so going to be in? We have to create a community of healing. And the truth is, elders, that title carries a lot of weight. Elders are true servants of the community. Not, hey, I got 20 years, you got to do what I say. More like, what can I do to improve someone's life? What can I do to be of service to this new priest who is struggling? I don't know, casting OB. This new priest who is struggling to figure out how to properly do whatever. How can I be of service? What can I do to help this Alejo who looks mega lost at this event? What can I do to help this Alejo kind of steer him into the right direction so that he knows where to go? What can I do to make sure that this ceremony goes smoothly? What can I do to help that this marriage, you know, it looks like it's on the rocks. What can I do to help them? What can I do? This is what an elder does. Not, you better do this because I am an elder. Now, an elder is not an ends all, be all. If an elder is wise, they know that there is more than one way to skin a goat. There's more than one way of doing things. An elder is not someone who's fully stuck in their ways. And I know that I may get some slack on this one, but there are different ways of doing things. 
And this is why it's great to have a community of elders because they will disagree, but it's funny how they work. They will figure out which way to try, even if the ways differ. An elder has to know that some folks have to make their own mistakes. An elder will provide advice and watch. An elder will provide advice and show. An elder will show by actions, not by yelling, not by demeaning, not by belittling and embarrassing someone. That is not how things are should be done. That doesn't mean that that's not how things are being done. But we can strive for that. Just think of a teacher in school that you had that, oh my goodness, you hated. They were bossy. They were mean. Do you want to be an elder like that? Do you want to work with an elder like that? You know, years alone doesn't make a person a great priest. There is a trend that say that elders can do whatever they want. (laughs) No, they can't. They still have to adhere not only by the laws of their land, but the laws of these traditions. They are servants of the community, and the community can choose to work with them or not. One thing to keep in mind, the community is watching. There's always someone watching. Oh my goodness, there's always someone there. And a negative behavior can really impact someone in their spiritual life, in their marriage, in their career, someone else, not just the elder, but they can impact someone else. An elder is an example. You don't want after, you know, you are this elder and you pass away that people forget or that they remember you as, yeah, you know, she showed up at every event and she made fun of so-and-so and and she demanded this and this and that and she cursed and she used to get drunk and she, you know, she, I don't know, she did crack or whatever drug it is. She was just mean. Like, you don't want to be that person. Remember that these traditions, we will either be remembered or forgotten. Do you think that people are going to call on this elder for long after they die if they were a yucky person? I didn't know what word to use, but yucky was it. The whole point is we have to do things so that we are remembered, not only by the newer priests, but by the children, great-grandchildren, and children's children, etc. That is how lineages are strengthened. We don't want to be an elder, or we don't want to work with an elder that is not a positive influence on our lives and our community. So let's review what we are seeking from elders. The list, of course, is much larger, but I shrunk it to seven. Number one, an elder is humble. Number two, an elder knows their craft as a priest. Number three, an elder has great moral character. And I didn't say perfect again. I said really good moral character, always striving to be better. Number four, an example of their community. Number five, 
a leader in their community. They get involved and make things better. Number six, a wise person. Not just my way or the highway. Try to really figure out the wisest way, the best way to go about something. Number seven, a priest that behaves like a priest all the time. We're all striving to have a great life. And having elders as part of our life is so important. So we have to make sure that we work with the elders that we want to emulate and we want to basically grow up to be. We all have to work on being better human beings. So by the time we reach elder status, we have become folks that we want to be like, folks that we want to listen to, or folks that we even want to be around. We want to be those ancestors that people call upon. That is our goal. So now we know what to look for in a great elder and things that we can do to become elders in the process. We have reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. For the show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash session 12. I have a reminder. Registration is still open for Okunring Obinring Workshop. It is going to be on April 28th. This is a live workshop and it's going to cover the roles of men and women in our traditions. Unfortunately, a lot of modern life, we have gotten away from a lot of the roles that help us to live fulfilled lives. And this workshop is going to be conducted with Baba Falade Eshubemi. And I'm so excited because he has a ton of years and he is an elder in his own right, but he doesn't even profess how many years it is. It's actually quite amazing. To register for this event, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash April event. So thank you for listening and hanging out with me again. Until next time, may all of the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.